Excerpt from the International Conference, Global Crisis, This Already Affects Everyone. Greetings from India to all the people on this beautiful planet of ours, because uh, we are a generation who have become aware of uh, the crisis that is there, and uh, probably will be the last generation who have the opportunity to save it. That is the reason why I am participating, and I am grateful uh, for giving me the honor of participating in this uh, international event. I think uh, what uh, all of you are doing, and what the movement you are doing of uh, you know saving the planet is a very very great initiative, and uh, on behalf of uh, the Indian people, the Indian tourism and aviation industry, and uh, I would like to assure you my fullest cooperation in making this movement a grand success. Friends, it is now or never. Either, uh, you know, we will all die and we will, uh, you know, this planet uh, will be finished unless we wake up. Global warming is going on. We are seeing our glaciers, uh, you know, melting. We see uh, floods taking place. You know, there are flash floods. Uh, recently, in, in the Himalayan mountains, also in the state of Uttarakhand, there was another flash flood. So these things need to be prevented. Uh, we need to have a linking of our rivers <clears throat> because there are areas where there is drought. You see, we are trying to uh, you know uh, find uh, life on the Mars and uh, on the Moon, but uh, we are not taking care of the life that is there. Uh, you know, in Africa and in uh, uh, various slums in India and uh, also in uh, various countries of South and Southeast Asia. So I think that movement uh, should go all over the planet. And uh, I think if this is done, then we hope that your movement, which initiative you people have taken, uh, will become an international revolution because uh, it is uh, not just for our survival. We probably have lived most of our life, but it is for the survival of our children and grandchildren so that uh, this planet uh, remains alive and uh, it is not uh, destroyed, self-destroyed by greedy, uh, the greed and uh, you know, short-sightedness and narrow uh, outlook of uh, this generation which is inhabiting this planet and I hope that uh, this planet uh, will remain full of life, uh, not just human life, plant life, animal life and will not uh, end up rotating like a ball of fire aimlessly around the sun. Uh, I hope uh, that we'll be, we'll be able to su succeed because it is now or never and we hope that we all shall overcome. God bless us and God, God bless our movement. And I hope that uh, we will, we can and we will be able to save this beautiful planet of ours. Time is short. So we need to all wake up. And I appeal to all the people who are attending this conference that uh, please take a pledge today that we have to do it now. And... Uh, let us not leave it for tomorrow, what can be done today, because the hour of decision has arrived. 
and it can no longer be ignored because to ignore it will be a complete disaster of mankind complete destruction of the planet so let us save it and let us not destroy it so this is my appeal to all the viewers of this conference and uh, historical conference and i hope that uh, this conference will be the turning of the tide on behalf of uh, the indian tourism industry and the people of india i can assure you that we will leave no stone unturned in order to make this movement a grand success thank you god bless you god bless all of us jai hind and jai bharat thank you спасибо огромное господин гаял очень сильные слова Вы абсолютно правы. Нам пора проснуться. Thank you so much, Mr. Gayal. You're totally right. We need to wake up. Next, shocking information will be announced about the destruction of the ozone layer, the weakening of the magnetic field, and the enhancing of cosmic radiation. All these processes are the result of the cycle of 12,000 years. And I'm pleased to introduce you the next speaker, Doctor of Geological and Mineralogical Sciences, leading researcher of the Department of Petroleum. and volcanology of the geological faculty of the Lomonosov Moscow State University uh, Severodkin Vladimir Leonidovich He has been studying the problem of the destruction of the ozone layer uh, as a result of natural degasing of the surface for more than 30 years and found that the ozone layer is being destroyed over tectonic fault zones and volcanic regions and also the changes in the ozone layer are one of the most important climate change informants factors the international conference global crisis this already affects everyone I'm happy to welcome you. My name is Vladimir Savortkin. I'm a doctor of geological and mineralogical sciences, a leading research associate at the geology department of Lomonosov, Moscow State University. Let me begin our conversation with today's weather. Abnormal heat and the ruined ozone layer are the real causes of climatic anomalies that no one talks about nowadays. People on the planet talk about carbon dioxide, anthropogenic impacts. Something about methane is being mentioned now. Cows should be hung or slaughtered. But on March 22, 1985, the Vienna Convention for the Protection of the Ozone Layer was signed, where weather and climatic anomalies were mentioned as the second threat to the ozone layer following the biologically active ultraviolet light. The Vienna Convention was signed by 196 countries. Can you name at least one scientist who would start with the ozone layer when speaking about climate anomalies? I've brought you straight to the point that we must discuss the ozone layer. Nothing will work without paying attention to the ozone layer. We can 
so to say, set aside and just forget what we were told that the ozone layer is being destroyed by technogenic gases, such as freons. Those freons, which were most blamed for destroying the ozone layer, were almost entirely withdrawn 25 to 30 years ago. And the mistake of modern science is that problems of both climate and the ozone layer are studied by, let's say, laboratory chemists and laboratory physicists. Although, when we speak about the change of atmospheric composition, then in both cases, in the ozone layer problem and in the climate problem, it is us. Geologists and geochemists, who should be the first to speak. So, I'm not a white crow in this problem, but I'm its major and legitimate participant, because if we study reactions in test tubes and then try to input them into the general system of our planet Earth, nothing will work, as we already see. We can see that freons have indeed been withdrawn under the Montreal Protocol, which regulates production and consumption of 100 chemical compounds. Let me disclose a secret to those who don't know. The ozone layer continues to go to ruin. Moreover, the degree of ozone depletion steadily increases. We will now present to you three maps of average monthly anomalies in the total column ozone in the Northern Hemisphere. In March 2011, we can see a 35% average monthly ozone loss. Four years later, in January through February 2016, as you can see on the map right now, there is a loss of 40%. The numbers I'm voicing are crazy, they are insane, it's the average monthly loss. In the previous year, 2020, in the month of March, the loss was already 50%. So we can see that the ozone layer in the Northern Hemisphere is experiencing enormous damage. But nobody really cares about that. Moreover, the pace of destruction starts in January and can last until May, as it was in 2020. At that, we know and the Montreal Protocol was actually adopted due to this, that every percent of ozone loss over our heads between 1 and 10 percent means an increase in the so-called photogenic diseases and all other diseases as well, because one of the effects of ultraviolet rays is a widespread decrease in immunity. Nowadays we have to remember that. Yet, there is another threat associated with hydrogen, particularly that hydrogen which reaches us from the sun, solar rays, or more precisely, proton particles, as well as galactic hydrogen, galactic cosmic rays which are also hydrogen in nature. The danger is that the Earth's magnetic field is pulsating. It is getting sometimes stronger, sometimes weaker. Now, it is actually weakening, and in this case, it stops being a good impenetrable protection for those very cosmic proton rays. Now let's go back to the study of ozone depletion. 
As the Vienna Convention signed by all nations tells us, the cause of the ozone layer depletion is emission of hydrogen from the Earth's core. Hydrogen is an ozone-depleting gas. Therefore, the ozone layer is ruined where hydrogen is emitted. We can do nothing but predict. We know where the most vulnerable places are in terms of ozone depletion, and if we study the causes affecting the rhythm of these emissions, while the emissions are rhythmic, at the peaks of hydrogen coming out of the ground, we can read the cosmic rhythm. It is still unclear how the core of our planet is arranged and according to what laws hydrogen is emitted from it. It's just that from cracks in the Earth's crust, hydrogen is emitted and it burns. Hydrogen and methane often go together. You see, this lie about the cause of ozone depletion has now been added to another lie about the crucial role of anthropogenic gases, carbon dioxide. I studied this problem. And I can say that in the group of gases that possess a greenhouse effect, water vapor plays a major role in the greenhouse effect on our planet roughly 80%. 10% are trace gases. What are they? These are the very freons, ozone, methane, and carbon dioxide gases that everyone is talking about. 10%. But of those 10%, only 10% is anthropogenic. Hence, the total contribution of anthropogenic carbon dioxide to the greenhouse effect on our planet is 1%. Now let's proceed right to the processes which are indicated as evidence of anthropogenic global warming. First of all, it is well documented that in the center of Antarctica nothing is melting from top. On the contrary, ice is building up there. Antarctica is melting from below. The heat flux that has been intensified or is being intensified by emissions of that same flammable hydrogen gas oxidizes to release energy and begins to melt the ice. And water flows in the subglacial tunnels and is discharged around the entire Antarctica, into the polar seas of the ocean. The same is in Greenland. In 2020, there was the severest ozone layer depletion on the planet in the history of observation. Due to what? Due to the increase in hydrogen emissions, as we can see on the ozone maps. So what happened in 2020 that confused everyone, so to say? Thousands of birds were falling down from the sky, whole flocks of them died. Fish were dying in rivers and seas. Whales were suffocating and threw themselves ashore. Why? In every case, they come up with a theory. In one case, they say that birds were frightened by fireworks. In another, they had supposedly pecked fermented berries and so on and so forth. However, this mass phenomenon should be considered in a general context. Blowdown of seas and oceans with reducing gases kills aerobic biota, meaning those living organisms that live in the seas, 
and oceans in birds that fly over land and breathe oxygen. Volley emissions of hydrogen, methane and other gases cause mass deaths of living creatures. Now let's make a brief summary, a geologist's point of view. The most powerful geological process I mentioned is the emission of hydrogen from the core of the Earth, which is related to earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and the death of biota. It is escalating. We have recorded this in the ozone maps, which show that there is a powerful step-by-step -step destruction of the ozone layer. Therefore, we have the entire trail of cataclysms associated with ozone depletion, epidemics, including all sorts of pandemics we have now. People are being massively exposed to ultraviolet rays, which reduces immunity on a massive scale. No one is talking about that. I'll say it again. Earthquakes are associated with hydrogen emission, whereas volcanic eruptions are that hot degassing of the Earth. All these are weather anomalies, related to ozone depletion, including floods. Strange as it may seem, floods are all over our country at the moment. You see, colleagues, it's our lot to live in such a difficult era. Dear colleagues, I would like to end my speech by saying that my experience in studying natural processes resulting in disasters has led me to a very sad conclusion that many of our native scientists, especially in the field of atmosphere and climatology, are not interested in real causes. That's from my experience. And I am ready to assert this. Just like it is all over the world, I mean, nobody cares about the ozone layer and what is happening to it. Now, the influence of the ozone layer on weather and climate, as stated in the Vienna Convention, is not of interest. Hence, in our climatology as science, when we discuss the climate process, planetary scale lies predominate. And here, I find such a chance to win. If participants of Alatra International Movement aim to pursue the planetary-scale truth, I think it will be the most powerful and most serious investment in the development of our entire civilization, because civilization is being killed. And now they are even trying to arrange some kind of civilizational counter-revolution, making a diversion in order to remove one thing and impose something else. It's not ready yet. So, colleagues, let's fight for the truth hand-in-hand hand with the whole world, with the whole planet. And then on the basis of this truth, when we are all convinced that I have told the truth today, I've said things that are believable, that explain a lot, well, someone else will elaborate. But the main thing is to tell the truth, not a mercenary lie for which you are well paid or for which you will get something, but the truth, which a person must speak simply because he is a human being. So with that, I say goodbye to you. 
Thank you so much, Professor Sivertkin. Another topic that not being paid enough attention in today's world is the geomagnetic field. We have a huge dent in our magnetic field uh, just above South America and South Atlantic. It's called South Atlantic uh, Anomaly. And this is where just flying over this part of the Earth, sometimes satellites are collapsing, uh, but we don't hear about any threats to human life. What's more uh, terrifying is that just uh, since 2015, it's expanding uh, tremendously fast and uh, it formed a different uh, epicenter just above Cape Town. And now it's two different zones. This was out of any prediction. No one could predict, predict anything like that, even in the best forecasts. So we see that uh, even the best forecasts scientists were making five years ago were not expecting anything like this. It just proves what Lisa said in her speech, that this is caused by the changes in the core of the Earth, deep underground, which is not being talked about enough because apparently uh, CO2 is much more profitable. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tali. And next, we will learn with you even more about the dangers of cosmic radiation. So right now, let's watch a short video. Shocking news of 2021 that you will not find in the headlines of world mass media. Air and water are disappearing from our planet. Unknown radiation from outer space is slowly killing people. Slowly? Not really. In 2021, scientists from the LHAASO Observatory discovered ultra-high energy cosmic accelerators within the Milky Way. Short-term, but very powerful outbursts of radiation occur when dense neutron stars collide with each other, supernovas explode, or when stars or planets disappear in black holes. Such hard radiation is rapidly destroying the ozone layer in the Earth's atmosphere. It can trigger acid rains all over the planet. In the absence of the ozone layer, intensive UV radiation, along with abundant acid rain, will be able to destroy all life on Earth in the shortest possible time. This is happening because the sun's magnetic field, which protects us from dangerous cosmic rays, has significantly weakened as the sun is now at its minimum. At the exact moment when deadly radiation flies to us from the depths of space, the sun protection is minimal. Galactic cosmic rays reach the upper layers of the Earth's atmosphere and destroy it. This is accompanied by increased volcanic activity, earthquakes, and extreme weather events. But worst of all, we're at risk of losing oxygen and water. After all, it is the atmosphere that keeps the conditions for life on Earth. And the situation gets even more serious due to the fact that the Earth's magnetic field the protective dome that protects us against threats from outer space has begun to burst at the seams. 
There are already huge areas where the protection has critically weakened. Thus, the Brazilian magnetic anomaly, in fact, an energy hole has increased to an unprecedented size. It is already reaching the west coast of Africa and continues to grow. The strength of the magnetic field over the western hemisphere is weaker than over the eastern hemisphere, and it continues to destroy itself. It is also anomalous that at the moment the drift velocity of the magnetic north pole has increased sixfold. In addition, the magnetic field itself is rapidly weakening. This indicates that the magnetic poles are beginning to invert, during which the magnetic field may even disappear completely for a period of time. Solar shielding is minimal. The Earth's electromagnetic field is weakened, and the stratosphere, which preserves oxygen, has decreased by 400 meters because of our activities. What is the danger to us? A little more, and cosmic radiation will kill us all. Doesn't this news deserve front-page coverage in every publication in the world? Does it not deserve that we all pay attention to it? While our attention is directed to making money, the race for alpha superiority, conflicts, the destruction of life and atmosphere is taking place. Even a child understands that we will not survive without air. Many people dream of flying to Mars, a planet without atmosphere and life. Very soon, Martian landscapes could be seen on our planet. To save life on Earth, or to remain indifferent to its destruction. Life or death of all humankind. This is the choice every one of us is facing now. Indeed, all inhabitants of the Earth are in mortal danger. And you know that soon all vegetation, oxygen and water can disappear from the surface of the Earth. Direct gamma rays are headed straight towards our planet right now. And this is connected to the solar minimum dip that renders us absolutely helpless against the deadly radiation. This is related to the position of our planet in outer space. At the moment, the solar system and the Earth are moving throughout the Orion arm of the Milky Way galaxy. And this destructive force are influencing the Earth, which leads to the destruction. In the, inside the Earth, eventually, there is an energy which heats up volcanoes, oceans, and awakens, causing earthquakes. This radiation destroys the heart of the Earth, the Earth core. Besides this destructive effect, it also affects the atmosphere. Atmosphere is our, the only defense, and the volume of the atmosphere lately decreasing, and it means that the air decreases as well. It means that cosmic galactic radiation, in essence, destroyed our Earth from the inside as well as it affects our outer shell, the atmosphere. 
and the result of this impact you see outside your window. And this is exactly what takes place right now when all protective mechanisms of Earth are weakened. We are influenced by this deadly race and the consequences of this race are almost irreversible. We can talk for long about what might happen, and many people believe that they can save themselves in shelter underground, but the situation as follows that air and water can disappear from the surface of the planet. So how people will be able to survive? People, think about it. What are we doing with our planet? The air is disappearing, and we continue to fight for territories, power, and influence. The influence, the impact of galactic cosmic rays, this is a serious global problem. We need such technologies of completely different level. The time is precious. Let's use it for searching solutions, developing technologies. I choose creative society and the conditions in which we can implement it. And what do you choose? Thank you, Anastasia. This is a very acute question, and every person needs to answer for himself. Now, let's watch a fragment from a video with participation of Igor Mihailovich Danilov, which will help with the answer to this question. Either we, all together, really begin to understand that the world is on the brink. Nowadays, everyone is already talking about this. We are not talking about economics, geopolitics, wars, and so forth. We are talking about our planet, which we, as humanity, have eaten, destroyed, poisoned, and basically killed. But we can still do something. So, either we take it on and do something, but all together, or, or let each of us mind our own business. There is no other alternative. Let's solve our unresolved problems. Someone hasn't planted a tree yet. Someone hasn't finished building a house. Well, let's finish building it. Let's plant trees. Let's finish building houses. I don't know for whom. Maybe for tardigrades. Well, surely mold is likely to survive. Yet, not for long. Well, when they fly to Mars, they will tell us what is there. And we will find out what is there. But there are no houses or trees. That's for sure. You know, some people are jealous of those who want to go to Mars. That there are heroes who will see another planet, a dead planet like Mars. They shouldn't be jealous. Soon, we will all see it together if we do nothing. We don't have to fly anywhere. We are killing our planet. Our own planet. Isn't that so? Watch the full version of the conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. On Alatra.tv and AlatraUnites.com websites.